1: up everybody welcome back to another episode of the steelers hangover i'm daniel alongside with me is brian anthony davis brian how you doing today i'm not shannon
0: white and (laughs) we're you know he's having some technical difficulties and uh this is a show that uh i created so i'm so glad to be here and uh gosh the hangover's been around for a long time it actually uh originated with uh Myself and Jeff Hartman back in 2016. So that was uh, actually the postgame show that we were doing. Um, I miss Shannon as well. I love doing shows. I've got to do another show with Shannon as well. And I'm looking forward to doing that. But Daniel J., I enjoy doing that with you. So uh, I'm so glad to be here, my friend. And I'm not good. Um, it's been an uh, emotional day in my life. Um, lost a, Lost one of my dogs today. And, uh, but he was 17 and so you lose a family member like that, even if it's a furry family member, yeah, you just don't feel great, but I will say this, that I need some therapy. I need my Steeler family and I'm so glad to be on the show.
1: Well, our thoughts and prayers are out with you and your family through this troublesome time, my man. Um, uh, it's tough. I have several dogs myself, so I, uh, thank you. You're welcome. So yesterday it was a uh, tough day for for everybody as well. Steelers fall to the uh, Houston Texans, thirty to six, in a surprise and embarrassing performance by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, I know I, I listened to you guys on the on the post game show on the ride home because I was in stadium, and yeah, I mean it, it was just a pitiful performance. You've had a day to think about it. What what are your thoughts going over thinking about the game um, overall? Has anything changed?
0: No, you know, and in fact, it's one of those situations where I talked to Dave Schofield today. I had Dave Schofield on Bad Language. That's my solo show. He's like, Brian, I want to get a lot off my chest. And I'm like, all right, so uh, why don't you come on the show? I could, uh, it it was right after everything happened today. And I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be alone on the show. So I kind of, uh, I kind of appreciated having, uh, having uh Dave to be on the show with me so he even more is angry and something that we brought up today is who we're angry at Mm -hmm. and it's uh are we angry at Matt Canada no we're angry at art rooney too art Mm -hmm. too and this is why because being on fans first sports network I get to know a lot of people and I am hearing some rumblings. I cannot quote sources here, but I'm hearing rumblings that if you're going to blame Mike Tomlin for this situation, it's hard to do. And here's the reason why, because Mike Tomlin pretty much wanted to move on from Matt Canada about a year ago. Really? And before that, that is what we're hearing. And this is something that makes sense to us. And here's the reason why. It's not Omar Khan's call. It is not Art Rooney's call. It was not Colbert's call. Whose call it is, is Art Rooney II. And if you go back in time and you look at when guys were let go, all you have to know is this. When Bruce Arians left, his contract ran out. They did not renew it. He wanted to come back. He ended up winning a Super Bowl. I think that's great, but he wanted to come back. When Todd Haley left, they kept him a lot longer than fans thought they should. Mm-hmm. They waited until his contract ran out. Randy Feetner shouldn't even have been there a day. And they waited until his contract ran out. They're doing the same thing with Matt Canada. I will bet dollars to donuts that Matt Canada is not back next year because his contract runs out. And Art Rooney has a policy that he does not want to pay for a coach to go home. He doesn't want to pay two coaches for the same position. He doesn't want to pay a coach to not work. Usually I like everything that Art Rooney does. Art Rooney too. And I have no problem with that. This just does not make sense to me. And we have speculated on this before do I have absolute converse, uh, do I have absolute confirmation that this is true you know I actually do but I can't share it hmm. but what I what I can say is that this is a situation where the players are not happy with Matt Canada I feel that they've quit on Matt Canada. I don't think they've quit on the Steelers, but I have a feeling. Now, this is from my own head here. This is not where I have confirmation, but I will say this. I feel that Matt Canada is a my way or the highway guy from what I'm understanding. That uh, especially with uh, no audibling that Kenny Pickett was able to do early on, Kenny Pickett was handcuffed. Dave Schofield feels this way. And the way he feels is that you are stunting the growth of Kenny Pickett by not letting him do what he needs to do. Um, Brian Brown's translation of what bad is saying. Oh no. The offense stinks again.
1: You know, the. I will say but, this though.
0: <clears throat> it can be fixed.
1: Right now. I, I watch quite a bit of film. I, I break down film. I, I've watched this team, you know, this entire year, very closely, and I will say that Matt Canada has his faults. He should be gone. I think he's too predictable, and I think he puts the team in a bad position. For instance, up this entire season, the Pittsburgh Steelers when, when Kenny Pickett is under center was either a run pass or a play action. So when you have you know your two outside edges, and you know that they're going to either run the ball or they're going to do a play-action pass and, and Kenny's going to bootleg around one way or the other, you kind of already know one's going to go in one direction towards the running back, and one's going to go towards the quarterback, and the rest of the team is going to crash in the middle to give the outside guys that one-on-one with the with the tackles, and, and that's what exactly what happened. And that is because they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Now, my question is, and has been, is it – you know, the reason why they don't expand or or, un, or take the handcuffs off of Kenny Pickett is it possibly because he can't go forward right now. He hasn't progressed to that level. You know, I've watched, like I said, I've watched a lot of film and there are some stuff that, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm not anything, but I can see that, hey, this looks like, you know, this is going to end up being zone and you have a, you know, a bunch here and you have a route that's designed uh, to have the uh, the uh, the cornerbacks run into each other if they're playing man. And then on the opposite side, you have a zone beater. And Kenny Pickett continues to just stare down one player in the man, in, in, running a man route in zone where he's double covered. And then he runs and gets himself sacked. And that was against the Las Vegas Raiders. And so in this game, I, I was there. I was in stadium. It didn't seem like there was... As many receivers open as when I was in, you know, Cle- uh, in the Cleveland game or I've seen on the all 22. But there was some concepts and things that were open. And I, I'm not saying it's just Canada or it's not Canada, but I think Kenny Piggott holds a lot of weight on his shoulders as well as far as the blame. He, he's not been very good. He's not seen the field very well. He's left clean pockets. In fact, that's what happened when he injured his leg. Uh, yeah. He left it left a clean pocket and turned and ran right into it. And those things just can't happen. And I'm not sure, like, I mean, C.J. Stroud looked miles above. And, and, and could it have been the scheme? Maybe, possibly. I just, it, it didn't look good. It was not a good showing for the offense. Um, you know, and, and the tackles just didn't look well, as you know, good as well. Uh, from what I saw from in stadium
0: as well. But, you know, Dave Schofield, I'm going to give him credit on this because he was putting some blame on Broderick Jones for that injury. And that's Mm -hmm. what you get when you bring in Broderick Jones. And then we talked about this, and he he said, man, I am going to take that back. Because it wasn't, you can't blame Broderick Jones for it. Broderick, Penny Pickett ran into that area. Broderick Jones blocked his guy out of the way and Kenny Pickett ran into it. Mm -hmm. it, it, It's really funny. Uh, When the announcers think that everything is predictable, Kenny Pickett Mm -hmm. can do so much. Is Kenny Pickett on top of his game completely? Absolutely not. He's not. He's got a lot of growing to do. But I think you're stunting his growth here with Matt Canada and keeping it going on any longer. Now, I get this criticism. We get this criticism all the time. And I'm going to go ahead and address it right now. I'm a fan of a lot of things that Mike Tomlin does. And I'm not a a Tomlin apologist, but I like to remind you of what he has done. And no, I'm not talking about winning records, not having a losing record. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about here is Mike Tomlin, again, I'm telling you what, Mike Tomlin is not in charge of firing Matt Canada here. He is not giving the green light too. But this is where he is at fault. One, he's letting those plays go through. And he has enough pull with this team in this league to go into Art Rooney's office and say, Hey, you've got to make a choice. You are not giving me an opportunity to coach this team correctly if I have to hold on to Matt Canada. So right. it's for everybody that thinks, and I understand it, on the surface, it seems like it's Matt it's Mike Tomlin's call to fire him. I'm telling you, I am telling you that Mike Tomlin wants this guy out of Pittsburgh. He can't.
1: Mm -hmm. who would be who would be coming up if if he gets out
0: that's the problem so that's the problem but here's where it's not a problem you have nobody you don't have a young hot shot you don't have Mm -hmm. a young guy that's going to be a play calling genius Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong (laughs) boy let me finish this everybody there's nothing wrong with the Matt Canada playbook. There's nothing wrong with the Matt Canada scheme. Mm-hmm. There's everything wrong with the Matt Canada judgment on which ones to pull out. Cause we know in the Matt Canada playbook, there's a 72 yard pass to Calvin Austin. The third, we know there's long plays. He doesn't bring them out. He has no judgment on when to bring these out. So here is what we're looking at here. You can go ahead. You're stuck with this playbook, but that's fine. You need somebody with good judgment to call that playbook. There's nothing mm. in there that they can't win and completely change this change this offense with. Because, you know, we're talking about scheme. The scheme is almost defiant at this point. It's not really the scheme. It's the fact that he is employing that particular scheme in the wrong places. We've seen things work at times. We've given him credit at times when he's made the right calls. But most of the time, he's not making the right calls. Matt Canada, it was, I I don't know who said it. I think it was uh, Dave Schofield said, or somebody said that this is the greatest preseason assistant coach in history. Oh yeah, because Matt Canada could go ahead, script a few couple plays. But when you throw a fly in the ointment, when you show him something that he can't get out of, you show him a problem, what's going to happen? He can't adapt on the fly. Matt Canada said it. Now, you were not listening to the broadcast yesterday, Daniel. But if you're listening to the broadcast, because you were at the game, if you're listening yeah. to the national broadcast, you will know this. Matt Canada was quoted by the national broadcasters and announcers that this is not a good team to come from behind. The offense isn't built to come from behind. You can't have an offense that can't come from behind. You can't even admit that. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous.
1: I mean, I I understand him saying
0: it.
1: I understand him saying it, but but it is is he wrong? I mean, if if a team gets up on the Pittsburgh Steelers, they they don't they're not able to come from behind. They they don't have them. They don't have an identity. They don't have a set of plays that work. There's no bread and butter. Uh, They live off of splash plays at this point, whether it's offensively or defensively, and. It's just not a winning formula. It's not a win formula for football. And, you know, with Matt Canada, yes, I, I hope he's not here, you know, after this season. But the question then comes in, if 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 you're going to push the the coordinator out and you bring another one in and you're going to leave the same pieces as far as, like, the quarterback here, and, and, and there probably are. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not going to, you know, throw away a first-round pick that quickly. But you would – Potentially be sacrificing two seasons, you know, if it ends up not being just all Canada, if there was some fault there for from the quarterback. Um, But, you know, the offensive line is the running, the rushing as far as rushing blocking is poor. uh, They haven't been able to move anybody, but I think that also kind of goes back to the, the predictability aspect. You know, if the Steelers are going under center the safeties, uh, the linebackers, everybody's, nobody's respecting anything. They're just crashing in. And so if the Steelers hand it off, there's nowhere for Naj to go. And, you know, I saw it last week uh, in the Vegas game and that's why the play action pass works so well is because they were just crashing in on the running back and, you know, they would have somebody come open over the top, but they seem to try to do that again this game in hopes for the same outcome. You gotta you gotta build off of it. You can't just do the same stuff. You Get what I'm saying? So I get the predictability aspect. I just don't know about the quarterback. I think the center, man, he's he's been in trouble. Mason Cole has been an issue. I know there's been some talk out there that uh, maybe perhaps a James Daniels moving to center when he comes back uh, could be an answer there. I don't know if the Steelers will do that. What what are your thoughts on on Mason Cole this far?
0: I actually don't think he's as bad as mm-hmm. uh, as you think and everybody thinks. But I really think that uh, if you're going to do anything, I would hate to move over James Daniel. Mm-hmm. I would rather go with Nate Herbig in that situation and see what he can do there. I, I, I do not... Uh, I have not gotten a chance to see the All-22. I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to break it all down. And in fact, I'm the guy that I rely on the coach, Kevin Smith, and guys like Dave Schofield to uh, to tell me that kind of stuff. And you, you know, people that watch the yeah. film. Um, I kind of rely on that. But it's it just seems like a situation for me that if they get rid of Matt Canada, I think the players would be looser. And I, I, I feel, seriously, this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but it could be a ding-dong, the witch is dead type mm. opportunity. And the the Steelers being munchkins and running free. You know, I mean, that's really. And when that weights off your shoulders, when the uh, the bully is gone, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but as a coach, When it's the my way or highway offense, when he's not letting guys audible, when he's making comments like the one he meant that, Hey, we're not an offense to come from behind. Why can't you be because Mm -hmm. that playbook, like I said earlier, they have some great plays. They can, we've seen them throw down the field, but just not enough. Why? Well, they're not getting looks or what have you, but the thing is, nobody respects the offense because you're too predictable. You're not shaking it up the right way. You're really not. The first game of the season on the first drive, they knew a jet sweep was coming. The San Francisco 49ers knew a jet sweep was coming. I don't care if they run a jet sweep, but don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't make that your identity. Everybody thinks that This every every opponent comes out and says when they beat the Steelers that the Steelers were predictable. So if if they're predictable, you've got to change that. That stuff's in the playbook. So if he leaves, you have, if you can have a person say, all right, we just can't be predictable and still use plays that you have, that's not a problem. Once again, there's not a problem with a Matt Canada playbook. There's a problem with what you're pulling out of the playbook at a specific time. He is not creative enough. He is definitely, I mean, my gosh, you know what's coming when you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know the yeah. formations. You know everything. There, There is a way, I mean, with a bye week coming up, this is probably the perfect time to do it right now. Yeah, we got but they some- are wasting time.
1: We got a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Kenny Pickett suffered a bone bruise. This is coming from Ian Rappaport. Uh, His that means that is be a short term absence. The door is open for him to play this week, but uh, the team may be smart with a buy in week six.
0: Kenny Pickett is not going to be worth a damn if Matt Canada is still there, and (laughs) you know. I'm quick on that. I'm not ready to throw in the towel because I've seen some brilliance from Kenny Pickett, Mm -hmm. but I want to see Kenny Pickett without Matt Canada. And if it's still the same Kenny Pickett, then I'll, then I'll be glad to say, yeah. But when you look around on this team, it's not just the offensive coordinator. It is not just, it it is not just the uh, offensive line. It is not just the quarterback. The defense is suspect now too. It's time yeah. to see more Joey Porter. Yeah. Sure. Levi Wallace has 3 three interceptions or two interceptions this year. Sure Levi Wallace has made plays. But man, you're he's getting beat beaten up. Other guys could make plays there and not get as beaten up. And that's something to look at there. This is a uh, Man, they are really missing Cam Hayward. Mm -hmm. But you can't rely. I mean, he's not going to be there much longer anyways. You just really can't rely on that. But this season's not dead if they don't want it to be dead. But it's time for Mike Tomlin to stand up and say, it's got to stop. We can't. We're not. I mean, you're not going to progress. And Dave Schofield. Gosh, I love Dave. You, everybody thinks Dave and I argue all the time. We don't. <laughs> um, we're a, we're almost like Kornheiser and Wilbon where we just like to debate each other. But I'm agreeing with him a whole lot more lately because he said something today that is so bold and so my gosh, people are going to laugh when I say this. You might laugh when you hear Dave say this, but he thinks Mike Tomlin needs to go in with a letter of resignation and say, if you value me, you tear this up and you fire the coach right now. You fire the right. offensive coordinator and let me run my team. Seriously, that's well, that's what it's got to be.
1: And I'll say this before we take our break. The Steelers have usually extended Mike Tomlin when there's two years out. Uh, they haven't done that yet, and it's you know last year's or next year's is last year in his contract. Um, maybe the writing is on the wall there as well. But we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get more into depth about the defense and and more about what I saw uh, in person at the game, uh, especially during the warm up time and things like that. Don't go anywhere if you're on the YouTube side. We're just going to we're not going anywhere on audio side. Just a word from our sponsors.
0: A jump, a block, it's
1: only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're back. Welcome back to The Hangover. It's myself, Daniel, along with Brian Anthony Davis. Uh, We're talking about the Steelers and they're a little bit of therapy session here talking about how bad they've been offensively. Now we're going to trans, you know, go to the next part, which is going to be the defensive side of the ball while I was there, you know, so my tickets were in the end zone. So I had a pretty good view of the, of the, uh, the play developing. I was in the lower level, but at the top and the holes that the Houston Texans offensive line were making. Uh, to run through, I mean, I think I could have ran through there. And and I've had a a nice rupture, and I'm probably running a six-second 40. It's insane, like, how bad (laughs) it was. And, you know, I know you say that, you know, we need Cam Hayward, but this team can't be, you know, one player out and and they look horrible. You know, last year it was T.J. Watt. He was out and they couldn't win. this year Cam, Cam is out and they can't stop the run, you know. You know, there's Larry Joby. They they signed him to a three-year deal for a reason. A louder milk, he's losing time every every game. His snaps have been going, so he appears that they're going to phase him out. He's probably not going to be a part of the team after this season. Uh I thought, you know, we'd see maybe more Fihoko. Isn't he the guy that's supposed to be able to stop the run, not be moving? Well, I, don't, I don't understand the, the personnel decisions and – The scheme of what's going on out there. It it was pitiful. Uh, If I was an offense playing the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I would just run the ball up the middle every
0: time. Here's one thing that I would go ahead and bring up that I think is a little bit head scratching as well. One thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers do not do well in the Mike Tomlin era, era, and this is a this is a thing that I've never understood, but I, I know this was kind of like this when Dick LeBeau ran the defense even before Tomlin got there. They are not quick to bring newcomers into the hold. They'll bring newcomers in, but then they'll sit them. It's like hmm. it takes a while for them to go ahead and give them a hat. You know, when they brought in Desmond King, that it was going to take a couple of weeks for him to give him a hat. And now he's just a punt return. I mean, a kick returner. You kind of need him in the defense. they did that with Witherspoon. It took him a long time to integrate Witherspoon in. they gave him a sh- a short hook as well so there there are some things that look, I'm not completely gonna wax Mike Tomlin's car, but I really think in this situation that any changes that are gonna be made, it's not Mike Tomlin first. The changes that are made are need to be with coordinators first and see how that Mm -hmm. shakes out. And, and that's just, that's just the progression of things. And that's how they do business. And I, I, I'm calling on them to do business a little bit differently, but I want to see this team have the right tools. I guarantee you whoever, if they do it, if they go ahead and get rid of Matt Canada, and even though that's something they don't do, I think their hand might be getting forced. I I think it's getting to the point where they're risk. I mean, they are sacrificing the season, and they know they just can't do that anymore. Hell, yeah. I I would not be surprised just with Steel Curtain Network alone. If we did a GoFundMe to pay the rest of Matt Canada's salary, we probably could. Steeler Nation would pay that. Yeah, they, they really would. So, why wouldn't you do that? But, you know, they are playing checkers when other, when Bobby Slowick and other coordinators are playing chess against them on both sides of the ball. What's going to happen though? Say you get rid of Matt Canada, everybody is going to go over. We're going to go to the Terrell Austin side. And then there's your next scapegoat. Yeah. Just like, I mean, gosh. Everybody wanted a change at coordinator. Before, they they did.
1: I mean, Mike Tomlin may not have a say as far as when somebody gets fired, but you would think he have a say when somebody gets hired. And well, he hired these guys.
0: It's interesting. Dave Schofield brought this up again. Look how long it took for them to hire Matt Canada. Yeah. That means they weren't sold on Matt Canada. That just kind of tells me that there was some inner strife and there was there was some debate on who they should what they should do there. And that's exactly what it was cuz last year or two years ago, whenever they made the move, I, I believe, I'm sorry, it was 2022 before the season when they did that, it wasn't right away. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Randy Feetner situation where, uh, where you have Haley out of town and then they're right away. Arians, because it was Ben's guy, not right. Arians, excuse me. Um, Featner because it was Ben's guy. So when that happens, They didn't even they didn't even look around so that they were doing that to appease Ben. I have a feeling that wasn't Mike Tomlin's call either. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like every single team and even Bill Belichick. My gosh, I'm sure Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick still has to run a few things by Robert Kraft here and there. Probably not much, but if Kraft wants something, he's going to get it because you're paying the bills.
1: You know, I do think that when you mentioned Big Ben there and 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 Rooney and, and, and Mike Tomlin. I think they wanted to get rid of Big Ben. I think that was a Mike Tomlin thing. I think that was a Matt Canada thing. And the reason why he came back and Ben alluded this on on his podcast that, you know, it was Art Rooney that wanted back for one more year and. You know, I think that, you know, that does make a lot of valid points as to who's responsible for why they're staying on, because if that's true, you know, if the the choice was that they wanted to move on uh, as far as Tomlin, Matt Canada, and and the only only person that wanted him to stay was, was Rooney and ended up being Ben staying, uh, then, yeah, I think that, that that's evidence of what you guys are saying there. And I think that it's, uh, it's unfortunate, and I don't think that the Steelers are going to make a move during the during the season. I don't see the Steelers being a team that would fire a coach midseason. I said that before the season started, you know, uh, when the questions were arising where how long is Matt Cannon's leash? And I was like, he's going to finish the year as the offensive coordinator. Whether he's doing the offensive coordinator duties or not, I don't know, but he's going to finish the year as the offensive coordinator because the Pittsburgh Steelers would not fire – or release a coordinator midseason it doesn't sound like something the Steelers would do. Uh,
0: it doesn't but doing the things Omar Khan has done and even towards the end of the Kevin Colbert era, the a trade isn't something the Steelers did uh, they're they're starting to do stuff a little bit different and I think the I think this is demanding it because really 40 plus years as a fan, sitting over here me and they've done stuff the same way but i've never seen it this dire either and this team's two and two but it's dire because it's not getting better with the offense coordinator situation it is getting worse and he is a lame duck anyways he's gone he's gone and guess what he's gone too wow i tell you what daniel red must read my column i love this uh they truly need to fire Mr. Mexico. Now I renamed him Mateo Mexico. And <laughs> so, and there you go. I mean, because if his career is going South, if everything's going South, then it can't be Canada. Cause that's way up North. You've got to go down South <laughs> to Mexico. So uh, Mateo Mexico <laughs> needs to be fired now. And yeah. I think it's a situation where if it's going to happen, it's happening next week. Yeah, I think this week might be too early, but yeah, I I have a feeling that uh, if it happens, that's when it's happening right before the bye and they get a little bit of rest to try to figure some things out and how to do this because you're not going to have wholesale changes in an offense. And again, I'm going to keep saying this and this is the first show that I've said this on, but that playbook. Nothing wrong with the playbook. It's the man calling the plays because there's stuff in that playbook to win and to do very well with this team. Hey, Mm -hmm. remember the Dolphins almost wanted Matt Canada? That (laughs) offense looks a whole lot different with Matt Canada as your OC.
1: Yeah, 100%. I I do agree. I think that, that Matt Canada doesn't bring anything... Extra or special? I just I'm a little bit concerned about the pieces that are there as well. You know, I I think that there's there's some points to be had about decision making, about leaving pockets when they're clean, about you know looking at a receiver and not throwing it. You know, I've seen that happen um, where the receiver's wide open and he he uh, double clutches and then takes off and runs into trouble. And you know, I, I think there's some things that. You can't really blame on the coordinator, but I do think that the coordinator puts this team in such a horrible position where if you know, especially when it comes to the running game, the running game is super predictable. You can't get around it. And, yeah, this guy definitely needs to probably not be coaching in the NFL. I don't think he's a caliber coach, and uh, and maybe he should go back to, to pit. But because I think that's the only place he's ever excelled at. Isn't that correct? Like all the other college stops he had were – poor performances as well i know my father-in-law is an lsu fan and, and he wasn't too high on canada either when
0: he was there pat narduzzi they say that they parted ways amicably pat yeah. narduzzi claims he fired them oh yeah i mean they parted ways but they didn't part ways and if you're listening to this i just stuck my uh quotation fingers up so you know what there's uh the, there's some things that I can't elaborate on. Mm-hmm. I really, I really can't because these are off the record comments that I have, uh, that I have uncovered.
1: Right. And I yeah, cannot
0: not will... elaborate completely, but I cool. will say this. There have been feelers for another play caller to come in this season after the season started. So that means in the last month. And I'll tell you that, that. would
1: be great. And yeah, I will it, say this
0: uh, that, that while
1: I was there, it appeared at certain points where in the second half that Mike Sullivan was calling the place. Uh, I saw him with a card on the sideline. And when there was timeouts or anything, Kenny would come up to him. They would look at this card and he would tell him things. He had the headset they were, he had the card, the whole nine yard, but that guy, you know, from my distance, I couldn't tell who he was after a while. I figured out that that was Mike Sullivan, but I was like, I think that guy's calling plays. You know, the offense is going to him, you know, and I, mean, I don't know. I, I I think that they showed Canada in the, in, in the broadcast a couple of times. That's what I heard. Uh, I've only watched the condensed version they did. and show that stuff. Gotcha.
0: They did. And it was funny. You can see, the monitor with his head behind it too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's a, if that's true, that there's some feelers going out and there's some possibility and some movement here that brings some excitement and it could save the season. I mean, at the very least, like you mentioned before, it, it would get the pressure off of these players a little bit. It's like, you know, taking the stink off so speak. And now you can try to put your best foot forward And, you know, work on the execution of whatever it is that somebody else comes in and does. But I'm excited about it. I know you got to get going. So uh, do you have any final words uh, before we... uh, You know what?
0: You're going to hate me saying this, uh, but first and foremost, keep the faith. Mm -hmm. Keep the faith and don't get so discouraged that you're going to leave. You've got a two and two team right now. And last year at this point, you were at at one and three. And it seemed dire. I don't think Kenny Pickett is uh, operating on all cylinders because I think it's hard to right now. But what I what I will say is that the way it looks, that Mike Tomlin is fighting for this organization right now. And mm-hmm. I know you don't see it. I know you absolutely don't see it, and it's hard to see. But trust me, he is. And this isn't coming from because you know I'll call out Mike Tomlin. I called him out on the show, and I don't have a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. But remember seven and two down the stretch last year. Remember that that stuff is possible. I think you have a better a better roster overall than you did in 2022. I still mm-hmm. think that. And I see people here, excuse me. I see people here right now. Everybody that's been down on him is now all of a sudden on a Najee bandwagon this week because you saw yeah. some true heart from Najee Harris yesterday. Mm-hmm. You really did. So, all I'm going to say is keep this faith. Let's uh, let's reserve. Let's keep reserving judgment. But this is what I love about you, Steeler Nation. This is what I love about you, Steel Curtain Network Nation. You're still here. you're frustrated, but you're here. We are here together. And uh, and that's it. you know if you want to give up, you can give up, but that's not in your that's not in your DNA as Steeler fans. But you but if you're not frustrated, then you're not a true Steeler fan because you know better that this team you deserve better. And we're not getting what we deserve right now as Steeler fans. And we get that. And it's starting at the top. When I'm saying the top, the very top, I think Art Rooney, too, is a good man. I uh, I think he is uh, – I don't like what I think he's doing right now. And, uh, yeah, be pissed because this is a team that has the – I hate using the P word – potential. But this this still is, with all their warts, this is a playoff-caliber team. If you watched the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, they should be 2-2. They stole a game yesterday. They absolutely did. Uh, You know, they win next week against Baltimore. (laughs) Horribly tough task. But if they win, you know what happens? They're on top of the division. Cincinnati was supposed to be the division winner. Cleveland now has a hurt quarterback. Cleveland was the team last week that was going to win the division. Now everybody's putting them in last. This is a week-to-week business now in the NFL. It really is. Uh, It's like Frank Sinatra says, that's life. That's what all the people say. You're flying high in April. You're shot down in May. But I'm never going to change my tune because I'll be back on top in the month of June, Daniel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll be back on, guys, on the audio-only side for Friday afternoon on uh, on the Steel Current Network called State of the Steelers. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Look forward to reprieving the next game against the Baltimore Ravens. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Brian Anthony Davis, he has uh, uh, bad language coming out today. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it came out at noon. Ah. And then another Here We Go, the Steelers show with the uh, incomparable Kevin Smith. That will debut at five in the morning on Tuesday morning.
1: Nice, nice. Go check those out. You don't want to miss it, and you can get you know, but at steelcurdnetwork.com. get caught up on all your Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis and and commentary. With that being said, we're out of here, guys. See you next time. Peace.